Welcome back to another episode of Between the Lines. I don't consider this a hobby. Reading and writing, books, it's not a hobby. I was born to do this. I was brought up to write stories the way they are meant to be written. I don't suppose you understand where I'm coming from. You're probably too young to know the future that you desire for yourself. See, I knew what I was meant to do from a very young age. I knew because I was an observer. I listened. Not only did I just read and listen to others, I listened to myself. I knew what I needed to do. However, it was only really in my young twenties, not so long ago, did I really accept who I was? It was only then did I start writing good stories. The enjoyment, the thrill, the ecstasy of writing my first true story. Uh, Non-fiction, I mean. Those fiction books. So little people hate how unrealistic they are. What those fiction writers put out on my shelves are stories that couldn't really happen in real life. Why bother imagining all the things that can't actually happen when you could envision something real or something that could happen? Sometimes, I think I'm the only person who knows how stories are really meant to be written. I see how you're looking at me. I know the exact word that is running through your head right now. Obsessed. I'll take that as a compliment. Obsession is a crucial tool for anyone who writes, but you can't let it rule you, or else you'll lose control, spiral into something toxic. It seems I've indirectly chosen which story I'll give to you today. I think it goes hand in hand with what I said. Here. <laughs> you know where the red couch is. You know what to do. When you're done, we'll talk. Ah, and let me know, did this character go too far?
Professor Murphy, I'm writing this email to ask for an extension on assignment two as I've been sick for the past three weeks. Please find a doctor's note attached. I am only recovered now and so I've just started the assignment today so would greatly appreciate at least another week to complete it. Kind regards, Rachel Duff. Professor Murphy, thank you so much for accepting my extension and so quickly you have made my life so much easier. I would also like to express my gratitude for the sympathy you extended to me regarding my illness. I was really sick, you know, a nasty ear infection. I went to the beach a few weeks ago and got sand in it. Can you believe that? The doctor said he hadn't seen so much sand come out of someone's body in his life. I'll spare you the gory details, but a lot of things came out of me those few weeks. I didn't get a lick of sympathy off my parents. They didn't even bring me to the doctor for the first week. I could hardly even hear anything out of a whole ear. I lost an AirPod because I went so long without using it. Have a good weekend, Professor Murphy. Kind regards, Rachel Duff. Professor Murphy, once again, thank you for your response. I hope to return the favour someday. If you ever come to class and see a shiny new Parker pen on the podium, you know who it's from. Get this for a coincidence. The day you sent me that email was the worst day of this semester so far, even after that gucky ear infection. My little brother got home from college and it opened a whole can of worms. No one likes him except maybe my parents. They don't have good reason to like him though. He's doing a business degree, enough said. He's going back to college soon, thank God. I don't think I can take another few dinners with him. Anyway, my point is that your email cheered me up so much that I forgot that my brother exists and I am very grateful for that. Kind regards, Rachel Duff. Professor Murphy, I have nothing to say to you. I can't even look at your little Gmail profile picture in the corner of the screen without feeling hot flashes of rage in my body. I poured my heart and soul into not one, but two emails to you personally, and you didn't have the decency to reply. I was worried about you. I practically begged for a word from you saying you're okay so you can imagine the mix of relief and rage I felt when I saw you saunter into the lecture hall right as rain on Monday. It wouldn't have been hard to send me an email. Hi Rachel, I'm okay. I haven't been in a horrific accident at the fun fair that was in town last week. That's what I thought happened to you by the way. Don't even get me started on how you treated me when I confronted you about this after class. I was kind enough to wait until after class, by the way. Imagine if I did it during class, in front of all those adoring students. I thought about it, but I decided not to, because I am too empathetic to see you so publicly disgraced. I also was giving you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe your Gmail account got hacked, or you have an undiagnosed mental illness which affects your memory. I came to you 
and politely inquired as to why you didn't respond to my emails and you hurried me away saying I don't have to respond to anything not college related and there's 20 students standing behind you waiting to talk to me about the assignment. The worst part is I thought you were cool more than that. I thought you were the kindest lady I had ever met. I was wrong and I am surprised that I have displayed such a bad judge of character despite being an empath. Kind regards, Rachel Duff. Professor Murphy, I am writing to apologise for getting you suspended from work, even though it was only temporarily. If it makes you feel any better, I have been ejected from the college. I am sorry. I really am. I know being falsely accused of something is a horrible thing to go through. Ma'am falsely accuses me of being a sociopath with no regard for others all the time, but I've learned to live with the fact that some people just want to see me suffer. What I'm saying is, people will come after you time and time again and you have to just learn to let it roll off your back. I think me telling the college board that you write your students' essays for them is a blessing in disguise. It'll be the first instance of forced plagiarism I've ever heard of anyway. It makes you look innovative. It's a life lesson for you. I just realised how the roles have switched. It's like I'm the professor and you're the student. Well, I'm not a student anymore, but still. Anyway, I hope you take this apology the right way and have gained much wisdom from this whole ordeal. Realistically, I've done you a favour here. It's the least I could do. Kind regards, Rachel Duff. So, do you think she went too far? Of course, she did get her lecturer fired, and then in the end, she somehow played it off as it was a blessing in disguise. This story certainly built up its tension. It played on the idea more and more that something was wrong, and eventually, at the end, You realize this girl isn't so innocent. You know if I put myself in the writer's shoes, I would have written a few things differently. That's just me, of course, because I'm a writer. I'm allowed to criticize other people's works. See how I could make it better. I will say this. The writer had a good sense of when to reveal a character's true intentions. I use a technique where I work backwards from a story. You see it from a different perspective. You get to see the order in which information is revealed. With that, you can plan what secrets about the main character should be withheld, or when you should ultimately reveal the character's true intentions. When is it the right time to reveal anyone's true intentions? If you had any, of course. (laughs) But everyone has secret agendas nowadays. 
They say they care about you and that they like you. Realistically, they just want something that you have. And you won't know it till it's too late. You can leave now. I've talked enough. Mm. I... I want to thank you, though, for coming each week in here. I don't think my week would be the same without having a visit from you. To me, you are like a good book. I can't seem to put you down. Enjoy your afternoon. I will see you next week, as I always do. And I hope you haven't forgotten. Always read between the lines. Thank you for listening to another episode of Between the Lines. This week's short story was written by Emma Grogan. Tune in next week for the final episode of Between the Lines.